0: So again, go ahead and mark in your Bible Ephesians chapter 1. After you've marked Ephesians chapter 1, you can turn to the book of 1 Peter chapter 1. Peter, um, I want you to understand a little bit about Peter. Peter was a Peter lived a roller coaster of a life. <laughs> and what I mean by that is he he was faithful to God, he denied the Lord and matter of fact that even after Jesus was crucified that Uh, That Peter was one of the first ones to rush to the tomb and, uh, And Peter was very concerned about the Lord He was very interested in what the Lord was doing But Peter didn't always make the right choices Now what Peter is going to tell us about And what we're going to read about even in Ephesians in a minute Is that sometimes in life we need to have a little encouragement Sometimes in life we need to have a little uplifting or a little reminder So this morning I want you to think about something very simple Think about our inheritance. Think about our inheritance. What do we have waiting for us? Now, some people might think about their earthly inheritance. Some people may know what their earthly inheritance is. And by the way, can I tell you this? Earthly inheritances can change. But what God is promising us never has nor never will change. Now I want you to think about all the things in life that you and I are surrounded by that change. Our hair changes colors. The seasons come and the trees begin to change colors. Sometimes our bodies, the way we feel, they change. Sometimes good, sometimes bad. Our bodies and all these things that you and I have in life, they change. People put stuff in in a place of savings and sometimes it changes what What what's going to happen to that money during that time. And out of all these things, I want you to look. I'm not talking about the fact whether it's great or small. I just want you to understand this morning, name me all the things that have a variance to them. There's a variance to how we feel. There's a variance to our emotions and our feelings. And There's a variance to all these things. But I really want to be very plain this morning is that what God is promising us is Not just a life where our backs don't hurt and our knees don't hurt, but a life of consistency in eternal life. Now now listen to what I just said. One of the greatest things that we have to look forward to in heaven is consistency. Consistency, not that we have bad days or some days are better than others, but it's a place of perfection. Now, the entire time we talk about our inheritance, I want you to remember this, is that, that, that one of the things that Peter is going to try to encourage the readers, you and I, one of the things that Peter is going to try to encourage us is, keep your eyes on the prize, better days are coming. You may say, well, what things are going good in my life? Peter is still telling us, better days are coming. But the entire time this morning that we look at these scriptures, remember the other side of that. That the best you have in this life is going to pale in comparison to what heaven is. But the flip side of that is, you may think that you may have things going bad in life, but it's going to get worse if you die lost without God. So I want you to see this morning, I want you to think about what our inheritance is or what's our eternal destiny. First Peter chapter 1 and verse 3, let's begin reading. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which, according to His abundant mercy, again here all this, this this roller coaster that God had every reason to want to be harsh to Peter, He said, "God showed me an abundant mercy; and He hath begotten us again unto a lively hope." How does that happen? By the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Now. Just to be resurrected from the dead, you and I could claim a victory this morning. But listen to what he tells. Listen to the encouragement. Remember the word encourage? It means courage has been removed, so it means to give somebody courage. There's one thing that I want to tell all of God's children today. I want to give you encouragement to know this. The best is yet to come. Preacher, it needs to be that way because it can't get no worse than what it is, folks. You can be living the best life right now and I can still look at you and say the best is yet to come. For those of us that are saved, folks, we we have a true, pure, clear understanding that what we have in this life is temporary and it pales comparison to what God has. But there is an inheritance. We're going to read about some of these things here in just a minute. But to an inheritance that is incorruptible. It is undefiled. What else is this? And it fadeth not away, reserved in heaven for you. You and I, we can kind of relate with Peter because we understand the roller coaster of life, don't we? We understand there's good days, there's bad days. We understand some people have different physical and mental capabilities than other people do and emotional capabilities than other people do. There's all kinds of financial variance of all the things we have. But remember this, again, one of the things that we talk about with Christ and our relationship with God is, is the consistency. Is a consistency that things are not going to change. We go through changes in the flesh, but in heaven there is going to be none of these Changes that are going to transpire. Let's keep reading. He says, these things are going to be reserved in heaven for you. Listen to what Peter's trying to say. He said, I want to give you some encouragement news. I want to give you something that that, that you can find a hope in this morning. Is that look at what our inheritance is. Who are kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation. Ready to be revealed in the last days. Time wherein ye greatly rejoice, though now for a season, if need be, you're in heaviness through manifold temptations. Listen to what Peter said. Look at all the things that you are going through. To so many people today, they feel like that what they go through is, and that 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 what we face in this life is that it gets worse and it gets worse and it gets worse. I want you to be clear about something today. For a child of God, there is coming a moment in their life that things are going to get drastically better. Matter of fact, let's just go ahead and say it in a little bit different context. For a child of God, there's coming a day in their life when things will be eternally consistent. Meaning that their bodies are not going to be sick and they're not going to be uh, going through times of feeling better or worse or what we call the roller coaster of life. But it's about inheriting something that is consistent. You and I don't have a comprehension of what that is. We have an idea of what some things really that we define as consistent is. But really and truly, consistent just means that we are always in a state of perfection. You know what? I long for the day that we remove ourselves from all the evil and temptation and the snares that the world has, folks. And there are many snares that are out there. We think that we're bad or that there's something wrong with us because that there are snares that are laid for us or we think that there's something wrong because we face the temptation. Peter is saying that even though you stumble and fall, he said, don't give up, get up and keep going. Why? Because he said, there's coming a better day for you. He said, though that the trial of your faith be much more precious than gold that perisheth. Listen to what Peter is talking about here. He said, "He said you, you need to have a hope in something that's not going To perish. And that's why I want to back up to that fourth verse just a second. Where he talks about. He says to a a hope that he says. That is according to that fourth verse. To an inheritance that is incorruptible and undefiled. And fadeth not away. I'm thankful today that God has something waiting for us. And God has protected that. But according to that fifth verse. Who are kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation. Now, the word kept is a a pretty powerful word. It means to be encamped about with a great army. Folks, there's some great military. There's some some great power in the military of many countries throughout the world. And and you and I, we, we get to be a part of a great one here. But I want you to think about this. Do you know of an army that's any stronger than the army of God? Do you think there's anybody or anything that can break through and and change something that is waiting for you, folks? If God says he has something waiting for you, is there anything that can change that? Absolutely not. For listen to what he said. We are kept, who are kept by the power of God through faith into salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. So here he talks about how that we are kept by the power of God. Well, let's keep reading that and I'm going to go back down that seventh verse. That the trial of your faith being much more precious than gold that perisheth, though it be tried with fire, might be found in praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. So a lot of people may say, well, preacher. I know you're talking about one of these days when I leave this world and one of these days in the future that I'm going to, to leave this world and I'm going to a better place, but how does that help me now? Has anybody ever asked yourself that question? Yes, I believe in heaven's a perfect place. Yes, I believe that in heaven there's, there's a, a, a place that we are pain-free, but what does that have to do with the here and the now? You see, there's this idea and this understanding that we have to realize you must keep your eyes on the prize To keep pushing forward here and now. Does it mean these things are not, that they're going to be removed from us? That we're not going to face inconsistencies in our life? We're going to face inconsistencies. But what, what Peter is trying to say is, one of these days, those things are going to be removed. Keep pressing forward. Keep pressing onward. Through all the things that you need, be encouraged that God is not changing. Sometimes we think things are diminishing or that things are, are trying to become less of value. But listen to what Peter said. He said, you have an inheritance. That's going back to what we see in that fourth verse. He says that we have an inheritance. But Let's look at these few verses if we can for just a minute. He says that we have an inheritance that is incorruptible. What does it mean to have something that is incorruptible? Corruptible. What do you have about you this morning that's incorruptible? Incorruptible means that it will not perish. Granted, and all these other things, you give things long enough time, they will decompose and they will change. Now, what I mean by change is you can change a lot of a lot of different substances. You can change them. Whether it's with another substance or exposure to something else, those things can change. But remember this, I'm I'm trying to really drive this home this morning, that God is promising you something that is forever and eternally consistent. He said, you've got to realize is that what you're going through, the roller coaster of this life, he said, it's only temporary. He said, I'm coming a day that things are going to be forever the same. Folks, God is now, has been, and always will be forever the same. What about you? Are you the same person you were yesterday or the day before? Rewind 10 years. Some can even rewind even a lot longer than that 10, 20, 30, 40, however long you want to rewind. Are you the same person today? But remember this God is always the same. God is always the same. And there's coming a day that we too shall be consistently and always the same. And that's where we see when we talk about our inheritance, one of the great things that we have is is that we have something that is incorruptible. If something is incorruptible, that means it can perish. What happens if something perishes? That means it loses not only its value. And I know that's the first thing we think about is something loses value. but, but, But think about this. If something perishes, it cannot serve a purpose. Think about even milk if you drink it. If milk spoils or it perishes, you can't consume it. Well, I wouldn't advise it anyway. But I say that because is God giving us something that is coming to a point that it cannot be used? Folks, let's word it maybe a little bit like this. You can always use what God has given you. If you have the Spirit of God in you, you can always use that to help you to overcome, to keep persevering, to keep pressing onward. You can keep using that. It's not like there's a limited value on what God's given you. Folks, when you look at our inheritance, God says... You've given an earnest of the payment, and we may talk about that in a minute. But an earnest of the payment means I've already given you a small sample of what you're going to get. It just means that 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 the fullness has not been paid yet. He said, "But I'm going to give you that." But an earnest means. You're going to be able to go ahead and start enjoying it. And the fullness of it is going to come later on. Folks, let me tell you something I believe in. If you've been saved by the grace of God, you've been given earnestness of the Spirit of God. And that just means is that God is giving you a little taste of heaven. And one of these days, you're going to be able to enjoy the fullness of our inheritance, which means... One of the greatest things about heaven is not that our knees don't hurt and our backs don't hurt, but it's a place that we can find consistency, a removal today of things that that harm us, a removal today of things that we battle against. And he said, you're going to be a victorious people. And that's what I want you to see this morning that Peter is talking about, that we have an inheritance An inheritance means that, again, he says, an inheritance that is incorruptible. Do you know what it means to have an inheritance? It means it is something that you have already received. Again, you know how I told you at the beginning, there's those headed for heaven, and there are those headed for hell. Today, if you have not received Anything, then that means you are on the road to hell, and that's where you're going to lift your eyes. But if you have received the earnestness of the Spirit of God, and that that you belong into Him, and God has given you that 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 small token, you might say, of being saved by His grace, then know this: that He has given you something that is an inheritance that is incorruptible. What are you and I today to God? What are you and I? John chapter seventeen. Listen to verse 22. And the glory which thou gavest me. Jesus speaking here. To his father. That's what he's... Beginning in the 17th chapter in the very first verse. These words spake Jesus and lifted up his eyes toward heaven and said. Jesus is talking to his father. He said, Father, the hour is come glorify thy son, that thy son may also glorify thee. <clears throat> again, he's talking about, he said, in that, he said, not only are we going to go to the cross, he said, but we're going to glory in you in the resurrection. He said, so, again, he's talking to the father, but let's skip over to the 22nd verse. He said, not only is he going to give me the victory over the cross and the grave, look what else he's going to give you. We are joint heirs with Christ, folks. And the glory which thou gavest me, I have given them, that they may be one, even as we are one. <coughs> I and them, and thou and me, that they may be made perfect in one. Do you see the consistency happening here? He said that there, there's a part of us. That, that is empty and void. God saves us. The Holy Spirit of God moves and dwells inside of us. And we become one with God. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. We have the Holy Spirit inside of us. And we are one with Christ. We are one with God. Not because of our works. We are one with Christ and God because of the Holy Spirit. But listen to what our inheritance is. I and them and thou in me that they may be made perfect in one. But let's go a step further than that. And that the world may know that thou hast sent me and hast loved them. And thou hast loved me. Father, I will that they also whom thou hast given me be with me where I am. That they may behold my glory which thou hast given me. For thou lovest me before the foundation of the world. Folks, God has already given us something in our life. For you and I today, God has already given us a hope that we have in Jesus Christ. What is this inheritance that we have? What is this inheritance that is waiting for us and that God is teaching us? Is that you must keep your eyes, your encouragement is to look to the prize towards the end so that you might be encouraged, so that you might overcome all the things that we're going to face here in this life. For again, in 1 Peter chapter 4 and in verse, 1 Peter chapter 1 and verse 4, to an inheritance that is incorruptible, and he goes on to say, undefiled. Now, I want you to slow down, let's process this for a second. He's teaching us that the reward is undefiled. In other words, it's not going to change. It's not going to make you less. But have you ever noticed where some people on their earthly inheritances that it becomes maybe not undefiled, but it defiles the person? And what I mean by that is that they they obtain things in this world and they forget about God. So what it means is is that it's undefiled. Anything that takes us away from God, folks, let me ask you something about death. Death. Is death taking a child of God away from God? Or does it actually bring us into the presence of Jesus? What does it do? You see, for all of us that are saved by God's grace, what a glory hallelujah that we can say that God... He's not giving us something that is undefiled that pulls us away from Him. But He is giving us something today that means one day we shall be brought closer to Jesus. Folks, if you are here and you are saved, you have something that is going to take you to the very feet of Jesus. Do you glory in that this morning? Do you have a a, a shout inside of you knowing that, that God has given you something? You want to talk about inheritance? Something that is undefiled. Not something taking me away from God, but something taking me to God. Do you know what an unsaved person has this morning? A person that knows not God. A person that doesn't believe in Jesus. A person that has not repented. They do not have anything that is undefiled. They have something that defiles them, which is their own ways. And do you know what when you do? when you have something that defiles it takes you away from God folks I thank God this morning if you're here and you're saved that he's giving you something pure that's going to bring you closer to him but if you've not been saved may it be very plain unto you this morning that what you have is going to take you away from God and folks heaven and hell are two different directions two different places two different endings two different results you and I today have two different spectrums if we're saved and unsaved He says we have something that is undefiled. Do you think Jesus is defiled? Absolutely, He's not. You can read in the book of Hebrews, 7th chapter of Hebrews, and in that 26th verse talks about our priest. For such a high priest became us. And notice what this high priest is in 7 and 26. Who is holy. That's what Jesus is. That's what He makes us. Harmless. That's what He is. That's what He desires to make us. He says, undefiled, separate from sinners, and made higher than the heavens. Folks, today, do you really understand what our inheritance is going to be like? That we're going to experience all of these wonderful, glorious things uh, in the Lord, in the power of His might? For listen to what Peter said that, that He has an inheritance that is incorruptible, undefiled, and He goes on to even say this that fadeth not away, reserved in heaven for you. Let me ask you about trends. I'm not trying to, to deviate from, from scripture for a minute, but what is a social trend? In other words, it's something people like or something people want to do or maybe it's a music they like or clothing they like. Trends change, don't they? You know, I heard a saying a long time ago, just hold on to those ties and you tie them up. That trend and style will come back around again. You know what? They did. Sure enough, they did. And they made a little variation to it. And you hear people, a lot of times the women, a lot of times their dresses. Hold on to those dresses because in time, they'll come back around again. I'm waiting on the poofy hair to come back. You know why? It's a trend. Trends Change. Sometimes we're in the trend, and I have always seemed like about a decade behind the the going trend of what color something should be or what you should be wearing or where you should be going. I'm always behind the trend, but you know what? The trend changes, and I can't keep up. You know what? it comes to salvation, folks, you don't have to worry about keeping up, do you? You don't have to worry about being, well, am I with everybody else, or am I keeping up with the, sorry if there's, I don't mean to offend anybody, but trying to keep it up with the Joneses, as they say. Trying to keep up with them. And we're trying to, to keep up with people and, and do what they want to do. You know what? Listen to what he's talking about. He said, there is something that is unfading. That means it's not going to trend. It's not going to be popular and then unpopular and good and then bad. He said, in the eyes of God, salvation is always good. Always good. And I want you to listen to what I just said. That in the eyes of God, not maybe the world, but salvation is Always good. And that's what God always wants to happen to you and to me. Aren't you glad today that, that salvation is not a trend? You know what we can say is a trend? A form of worship. I'm not against forms form of worships. Those are trends. That's why those things are really not that important to me because they're trending things. Trending of oh, no, all kinds of different things. But I'll tell you one thing that does not change. Always the same. Is your salvation? Aren't you glad this morning to know that God has given us something that is unfading? But here's the last part of that verse reserved in heaven for you. (coughs) You know, I can let somebody borrow a vehicle or stay at the house or whatever, and they could probably tear it up intentionally or unintentionally. I'm not worried about that, but things can change. Aren't you glad today to know that nobody can change where we're going to be eternally? Nothing can change that. No matter what the government say, folks, your relationship with God, if you're saved, is not going to change. If you're unsaved, it sure can change. But aren't you glad today to know that regardless of what state the economy gets in, that we still are bought by the blood of Jesus Christ, and we are still bound for heaven? And listen to the encouragement that Peter said. He said it's a roller coaster. He said, there's so many inconsistencies in life. There's so many things that don't add up and don't make sense. He said, but notice what you have waiting for you. You have consistency. He said, reserved in heaven for you. If you marked Ephesians chapter one, I want to turn back there for just a minute. Ephesians chapter one, skip down to the skip down to the eleventh verse. In whom also we have obtained an inheritance predestined according to the purpose of him who worketh all things after the counsel of his own will. Remember what Paul said in Romans in the 8th chapter, maybe the 17th verse. He says we are joint heirs with Christ. Listen to what we read here. He says in whom we have obtained And inheritance. Whom do we get our inheritance from? Folks, it comes from Jesus. Salvation is not something that I can give to somebody else. It's not my inheritance to give. That's why we have to be very careful that that we don't get in the way that we let sinners that are seeking after God, that they would find it because it's not my inheritance to give. It comes from Jesus. That we find it in Him. And talk about in Christ, he said that we find this inheritance, but he says, that we haven't obtained an inheritance. You know what we think about inheritance? Inheritance is something that is waiting for you. Now again, what's waiting for you? It could change, it could get b- bigger, or it could get smaller, or it, it may be a variance. But Jesus is saying, I've got it. It's in. It's in reserved in heaven, kept, remember, guarded by the army of God, he said, kept by God. And he said, and there is nothing that's going to change it. And one of these days you're going to that inheritance. You know what we have a tendency to want? We want to be like the one, the, the prodigal that takes our inheritance, and we want to squander it away now. What God is promising us, what Paul is telling to the people of Ephesus here, he said, you have to remember that inheritance is something that is waiting for you. I love the song that says, Look what's waiting for me. Do I know what's in heaven? No. I know what the Scriptures teach us, that w- what it's going to look like and who's going to be there, but I do know this, it is a place of consistency. It's a place where we're not fighting the battles anymore. It's not a place where we're having good days and bad days. They're all going to be the same. It's one day. It's a, what the Scriptures teach us. It's, it's one eternal day that things are going to be grand and glorious. And has anybody here ever just had one of those seemingly... Using earthly terms and in human words, that we use that term, I just want to seize the day, and I just want to capture this moment and, and make it last forever. Before you answer that, pause, time out. Have you ever had that day where you said, I just wish this day would hurry up and get over? Has anybody ever had one of those days? Hell is filled full of people that just want the misery to be over with, but it's not going to end. Those of us that get into this glorious day in this place called heaven, you know what one of the best things is? It's not going to see it. It's not going to stop. It's not like we got to uh, pause for a minute and and go back and work by the sweat of our brow anymore. We're going to get to stay and stay and stay and worship and worship and worship and adore Him and adore Him and adore Him. Folks, that is one of the things that I am looking forward to. A day of consistency. A time that we can truly say seize the day. May time stand still for a moment that we would be able to enjoy that and that's exactly what heaven's going to be like. It's going to be a in our life where nothing's going to change, it's going to be eternally consistent. But for those today that, that that may be here those today in this world that do not know God that have not been saved by his grace, it is a day that you're going to wish for it to be over with, that there is pain, there is misery, misery, there is isolation, there is defeat, all of those things exist in hell but you cannot escape that. I thank God today when I think about what our inheritance is, is that there's something awaiting for us It's great and glorious. And he talks about this, this, this salvation that we have. He said it is an inheritance being predestinated according to the purpose of him who worketh all things according to the counsel of his will. Being predestinated. It's an interesting term we could probably spend a little time on. Did God predestine who was going to enjoy that inheritance? Or did he predestine what that inheritance was going to be? Folks, God, before the foundation of the world, knew what Adam and Eve was going to do. God predestined what we would get to enjoy. But today, who's seeking after that? What is it that we're going to enjoy? We're going to enjoy Jesus. We're going to enjoy a consistency that we don't have in this life. What are we going to enjoy? Not days of depression. Not days of where we're financially in a, in, in a bind. Not times in our life where our bodies hurt. We are going to a place that God said He predestined. Being predestinated according to the purpose of Him. Again, according to the purpose. This is a rhetorical question, but do you think God has a purpose? (laughs) Absolutely. Do you think God had a purpose in sending his son Jesus? Absolutely. Do you believe that God has a purpose for visiting your very soul right now and troubling that old heart? Is there a purpose? Absolutely there's a purpose. He's trying to get you out of that place where you're going to go from hell, and he wants you to believe and trust in him so that you can go to heaven. For he says, being predestined according to the purpose of him who worketh all things according to the counsel of his own will. God does what he wants, when he wants, and how he wants. And you know what? I may do, let's just put Scott in this perspective. I may do what I want, when I want, how I want, and I will probably be criticized by many people, and justifiably so, that you made a mistake and you shouldn't have done that, folks. God does not mistakes. God does not make any mistakes. God does the things that he desires to do. He's God. He's outside the realms of that. He is a perfect God. Everything he does is perfect, and he worketh all things after the counsel of his own will. What does that mean? His will is final. makes you wonder what happened in the Garden of Eden, don't it? Why did God allow Adam and Eve to sin? Why did God allow Adam and Eve? Why did he even give them the forbidden fruit? It goes to obedience. But there was this forbidden fruit, but God said, you know what? There's going to a place, he said, you can't fall from that state. He said, because you've been redeemed. No longer is it your works that are dependent on like it was Adam and Eve in the garden. Folks, our works in heaven are going to be the works of the Holy Spirit upon your soul. And folks, that will not deteriorate. The work of Adam and Eve, what they did when they sinned and they fell from the state they were in, paradise was lost, if you will. But aren't you glad today that paradise is restored in the person of Jesus Christ? And one of these days we're going to be there when we talk about that eternal, when we talk about that forever, if you will, peace that we're going to have with Him for God is able to work all things after the counsel of His own will. I'm going to go back to the book of... 1 Peter, and I want to close with this in just a minute. First Peter chapter 5. 1 Peter chapter 5, and I want to skip down to the 12th verse. The last part of that 12th verse. He says, For I have written briefly. He said, the half has not been told yet. He said, I've just given you a a summary. Written briefly, exhorting and testifying that this is the true grace of God wherein ye stand. Folks, there's a lot of people today that need encouragement, support. The encouragement is if you're here and you're lost, you do not have to stay lost. God can take you from a state of not knowing, a state of, of, of knowing that you're bound for hell, and God can change that state. If you're here this morning and you're saved, and maybe some days are like our, our our weather today, some days are just a little gloomier than others, but aren't you glad today to know this, that we're going to a day and a time of consistency? Hold on. Keep holding to the faith, and I assure you of this, there's coming a day that we're going to be able to enjoy the fullness of God. One of these days, we're going to enjoy our inheritance. But until then, take the earnestness of the spirit that you have right now. Use it for God's honor and glory. One of these days, folks, when God takes the last breath out of this whole body, what I want you to know is God has gone from inconsistency to a place that's constantly and forever the same. Edom, I believe, is the actual word Greek word. God is always the same. Today, aren't you glad today to know that if you're here and you're saved by the grace of God, where you're going to go when you leave this world? God bless you this morning. Those are the scriptures that I had upon my heart.